Welcome to the Exodus Companies podcast. My name is Jared. I am the CEO and founder of the Exodus Companies. This is a movement from culture to build community. As we near the end of 2022, I find myself reminiscing on the last three years. In some ways, I know we have much to be thankful for, yet on the other hand, I remember the way we were treated by useful idiots. Anyone who dared speak up was ridiculed. I watched as people were pitted against each other and positioned into groups or parties of opposing views. I watched humanity slip, and I observed humans caring less and less about each other in general. I remember clearly driving into the shop one day in the summer of 2020, and the roads were absolutely empty. Businesses had closed signs on their doors. There was nothing on the roads except for the standing statues of traffic light poles and telephone wires. Occasionally, you would find another free thinker out and about, but largely our populace was under the spell, convinced that stepping outside was stepping into certain death. We locked ourselves away, distant from other people, distant from human interaction. Many Americans watched the death toll counters in their favorite mainstream media outlets as the media and politicians made wild claims about this new pandemic. People lost trust in each other and began to eliminate social interaction altogether. Children were not even allowed to play on playgrounds. The playground where my children loved to play had caution tape wrapped around it and a police officer guarded it on most days. I hope that that officer feels proud of his service to his community. Gyms shut down, restaurants closed, family gatherings ended. The media spin was intense. I say these things as a reminder to what occurred. It is absolutely vital that we remember the true history of what we witnessed. When I say that I have the receipts, it means that I have a paper trail. I have the facts, the screenshots, the threats, the videos, the newsreels, and the conversations. And I know that you do as well. Something deep inside me knew that what I was experiencing was the largest mass manipulation of a populace that I had ever witnessed or probably will ever witness. I knew the value of having the receipts. A few weeks ago, I posted some stories to my personal Instagram page that were screenshots from 2020 and 2021. I'm going to be honest with you all. I had largely forgotten what was done to us as a populace. I had moved on. I chose to focus on my business, my team. As I reintroduced these screenshots and burned them into my mind, I felt a sense of anger come over me. Anger can be a righteous force when managed, and it can lead us down straight past to destruction if not managed. I believe anger surrounding the last three years is not only just, but it is vital to our correction. Humans are funny creatures. I lived one of the most stressful periods of time I have personally experienced from 2020 to 2021, yet here I am telling you that I had nearly forgotten. Sure, I had made posts reminding people. We launched a new era of cultural videos on the TA Targets YouTube channel as well, but I hadn't sat with the emotions of the last three years. I had not truly processed what I had seen. I believe that it was intentional, the rapid pace of information that was released, the propaganda, the lies, and the deceit. And if you can't even keep up with the flow of information, how can you possibly be informed? Media outlets intentionally overwhelmed the airwaves with their fear-mongering and propaganda, while on the other hand, limiting their opposition. This was not a mistake. The attempt was to create a chaotic flood of talking points that hit at such a velocity that they could not be disputed or debated. I believe that this is the reason that most of us just simply moved onward, almost forgetting, if only for a minute, the abuses that this government and its leaders imposed on our people. 
I made one solid decision during the last three years. I screenshot and saved everything that I knew was positioning of lies and deceit. I won't admit to having all the screenshots. Nobody can, but I know that I'm not alone. I have hundreds of screenshots of articles, links to public officials and their statements, and the blatant contradictions that they made throughout the entire process. When doctors were losing their license due to prescribing ivermectin to effectively treat COVID, we saved those stories. When the FDA and CDC ridiculed anyone who considered alternate means for treating COVID, we saved those screenshots. And why is this so important? It's because they're painting their own story of the last three years. Have you considered for a minute why they will get up and give speeches that make absolutely no sense? Why did Biden perform a speech in early September eerily similar to Hitler and the Nazi regime? It is positioning. It is a methodic tactic to paint the narrative the way that they want the story to be told. My story is of experience. When my grandchildren ask me about COVID, I will tell them about the fact that I know not one person in my entire close circle that died from it. I'll tell them about the the abuses and I'll share those receipts because history can either be written by the actors who set the stage or we can correct it and tell the true story of the abuses. We can tell the story of politicians becoming unfathomably rich during the lockdowns. We can tell the story of the lockdowns and how they shifted the money from small businesses like mine to large conglomerates and corporate businesses. We can recall a time when most small businesses were deemed non-essential. We can remind our children and their children children of all of the cute terms they threw around like anti-vaxxer, misinformation, the false fact-checking, and the blatant disregard for truth. We can teach our children how this government convinced enough of the populace that they spoke the truth, that they were willing to turn on their neighbors. We can inform and educate and write the true history. This only works if we have the receipts. It only works because we have the proof. We live in a very powerful and exciting time. The very tool they used, social media, is one of the tools we will use to dismantle their narratives. Information travels incredibly fast, and while cancel culture succeeded for a short time, it is no longer our existence. No longer do we care about being canceled. We don't fear the opposition from useful idiots. We expect it. I understand their play. The elitists and those who abused, murdered, and profited off this pandemic will paint history to favor themselves while making us look like the fools. They give speeches, backpedal, make excuses, and outright lie to create the narrative that they want you to believe. And even if they can't get you to believe it, they know that they can get future generations to believe it. They want Biden as the savior when he's a tyrant. They erupted our cities into violence intentionally. They used the anger and fear as a catalyst to drive their mission of control. They used entities like the CDC, FDA, and WHO to propagate the lies. Agencies the American public funds and is supposed to be able to trust in. They rigged the system so our voices cannot even be heard. Not only that, but the government also conspired with social media platforms to effectively silence anyone who had a differing opinion. We are seeing this information coming to light before our very eyes through the Twitter file releases. These platforms created thousands of bots with the sole purpose of harassing anyone who disagreed. So not only would they put warning labels at the bottom of your post if you were at all critical about anything that they said, but they would limit your post's reach and send a farm of bots to harass you. This was to effectively make you believe that you are the minority, even though it's fake. 
We forfeited our natural ability to think critically. We gave up on common sense. And I understand the formula, and I'm not bashing regular citizens who were manipulated. The fear was real, and the velocity of the lies was intense. So what I wanted to do was take one minute to read from some of my receipts. And I'm doing this to remind you of what we all endured so that we never forget what was done to us from 2020 until now. The first thing that I wanted to just remind you guys of, if you were a Pennsylvania resident, you saw this. Rachel Levine put out this close contact of persons with COVID-19, whatever you want to call this, some sort of a program that they had. So essentially what they would do is put out a letter if they found out that you had been in close contact with somebody with COVID-19. And this letter would come from the Secretary of Health directing you to stay home. Inside of this, it gave you a bunch of different things that you needed to follow, criteria you had to follow, take your temperature, washing your hands, all this other stuff. But what was most interesting about this when I saw this come to light was the threat. And I'm going to read this word for word for you. So this was a letter signed from Rachel Levine. This was back in 2020. If you do not cooperate with the directive, the Secretary of Health may petition a court to have you confined to an appropriate place chosen by the department to make certain that you are not able to infect the public and to make certain that you receive proper care. This may be a hospital or some other appropriate place, whichever the department determines is best suited for your case. You will be kept there. You will be kept there until the department determines it can release you from quarantine. Think about that for a second. Let that let that sink in. I'm going to read that again. You will be kept there until the department determines it can release you from quarantine. Release you from a quarantine. Law enforcement may be called upon to the extent necessary to ensure your compliance with this directive. There was a toll-free number that was released along with this directive, to rat your friends and family out. Because these people, these vile, evil creatures, decided that their needs, their wealth, their power, their hunger for more trumped your right to even live. And our governor in Pennsylvania put out a tweet on Twitter, I won't sit back and watch residents who live in counties under stay-at-home orders get sick because of local leaders and how they say it who live in counties under stay-at-home orders get sick because local leaders cannot see the risks of COVID-19 and push to reopen prematurely. Today, I'm announcing consequences for counties that do not abide by the law to remain closed, that they do not abide by a law to remain closed. These were not laws that our governor passed. These were dictates that a weak excuse of a man put out to try to control the citizens of Pennsylvania. This was a man who continued to do this and fear-monger to the people. He demanded that you stayed home. He demanded that your business stay shut. This man, I say that term very loosely, was willing to completely destroy everything for you. And for some of you, the actions of men like this killed your family. It actually killed your family member, the person you loved. This is the kind of man who made it impossible to be with your family member while they were dying. This is the man who led our government to threaten you with the disclosure, with the program that I just read a couple seconds ago that was released out by Dr. Rachel Levine. 
This is the man that was willing to send police to your business to kill you if you decided to stand up against them. If you decided to resist, you would either be arrested if you're lucky or murdered on the spot. I need you guys to remember what 2020 was like. And that's why I have these receipts. And it makes me angry when I sit back and think about the fact that people that we voted for, you could argue whether we did or didn't, but people that were voted into an office of service were willing to destroy their fellow citizens to gain more power. The last thing that I wanted to read, and there's hundreds of these, this is not encompassing. You guys know this was President Biden's speech. And this was a pretty crazy period here where President Biden blamed everything on the unvaccinated. While the vaccines provide strong protections for the vaccinated, we read about, we hear about, and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over these past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having an unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. 80 million Americans didn't buy your shit. That's what that is. 80 million Americans decided, and, and honestly, I would argue that there's far more than that. There's far more people that didn't get that shot because they didn't believe in the lies. They didn't believe in the manipulation of the media. They didn't believe in what these weak men said to us, lied to us about. And I know many of you are tired of hearing about it. You're tired of thinking about the last few years. Some of you lost everything. I understand the desire to just move forward, but if we do not act as a community, this will repeat. It will repeat faster than you could ever imagine. We have a window of opportunity to continue speaking into culture, to continue becoming stronger. We have a chance for real change, but it requires us to remember the history and repeat the story of the true actions of those who abused us the last three years. And I want to leave you all with this. We will win this battle by living lives worth speaking of. Live with purpose and conviction. Stick to your morals no matter what. Become the best version of yourself for your friends, family, and community. When we demand excellence from those around us and we breed excellence through all things, we can see a true cultural revival. And keep those receipts. You just never know when you'll have the opportunity to correct the narrative and correct someone's mindset around the story of the last three years. Your story is valuable. And I want to leave all our people with one last story of encouragement from Nehemiah 4. And I pulled these versions from the ESV Bible. Forgive me for the name pronunciation. But when Sinbalat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard of what uh, heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry and they plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. 
In Judah, it was said, the strength of those who bear the burdens is failing. There is too much rubble. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, they will not know or see till we come among them and kill them and stop the work. At that time, the Jews who lived near them came from all directions and said to us 10 times, you must return to us. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said, to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Whether you're a Christian or not, the story has a powerful message that I believe we can walk away with. We are building a new fortress of culture. This is an exodus from the old culture. There are actors who are enraged by our lack of dependence on their broken systems, and they will attempt to dismantle what we do. Our course of action is continuing with our mission and leaning on each other in the process. Stand firm with what you value. Stand next to those who depend on you. Position yourself to achieve greatness and live a life of example. Through this, we will radically change our nation and its people for the better. Thank you for listening to the Exodus Companies podcast. Consider supporting us by paying this episode forward. Share this episode with your friends and family. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our social media pages. Subscribe to our newsletter for inside information, pre-released blogs, and much more. And consider our apparel so you can support what we do. And in return, our apparel will help you speak values and truth in the world around you. Join the Exodus. We'll see you in the next episode.